Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. On Morning Shot, Jakarta recently topped global charts and is now the world's second most polluted city. That's according to data collected by air quality monitoring firm IQ Air. As the Indonesian capital grapples with a spike in toxic smog, registering unhealthy air pollution levels nearly every day. Its concentration of tiny particles, known as PM2.5, has outpaced other heavily polluted cities by several times the recommended limit given by the World Health Organization. Local authorities say that's all due to vehicle emissions and weather patterns. At the center of it all, El Nino, the global climate phenomenon which involves the unusual warming of surface waters in the eastern equatorial Pacific Ocean. For more insights, we are joined by Associate Professor Steve Yim from the Asian School of the Environment and Lee Kong Chin School of Medicine, NTU Singapore. Prof Yim is also Principal Investigator at the Earth Observatory of Singapore. Very good morning to you, Prof. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Now, first off, can you explain in layman terms, what exactly uh, do PM2.5 readings measure? The 2.5 readings measure the mass concentration of particles with the uh, uh, diameter size equal to or less than 2.5 micrometer in uh, a uh, one uh, meter cube volume of air. So in the uh, sense of 2.5 micrometer, which is very small, so let me give you some of the uh, reference. So for our human hair, it's around 70 micrometer. So you can imagine the particles is 30 times smaller than our human hair, which is the uh, typical size that we describe the uh, particles in the air. Now, authorities have blamed it on El Nino as well as vehicle emissions. As a climate scientist, would you say those are the most plausible reasons? Mm. So we, according to the satellite uh, data and also our model simulation, we uh, found the uh, two possible reasons to drive such phenomenons uh, in addition to the emissions of the cities, mm-hmm. which are the uh, large background condition, which what we call the uh, El Nino, and also the positive Indian Ocean Dipole. Uh, second reason could be the uh, short-term climate variability. So for the uh, larger scale one, so we uh, look at to the model prediction right now. So we are developing the uh, stronger El Nino condition as well as the uh, positive Indian Ocean Dipole. Both of the phenomena here would make our region have a relatively drier and warmer conditions. But that cannot explain the spike that will happen just for the uh, few days because this condition gives us the background drier condition for the whole season. However, for the short-term phenomenon, we also are affected by what we call the uh, modern Julian Oscillation, mm. which is a uh, intra-seasonal tropical climate variability varying on a week-to-week uh, basis. So you can imagine El Nino is a uh, stationary bike affecting the uh, whole region for a whole season. That would be uh, the fixed location associated with the persistent uh, changes in tropical rainfall and wheat. But for MJO, I just mentioned Martin mm-hmm. Julian Oscillation, it's just like a moving bike that passing through from our west to east. 
So when the bike with different location, that would make different location drier and warmer. So MJO here now is affecting the cloud and rainfall winds because MJO uh, enter to the phase one, which will affect the uh, um, the meteorology in the uh, over the Indonesia. And then when we look at you, the uh, our model simulations and also the satellite data uh, during the seventh to 10th uh, this month, Jakarta especially, we have zero precipitation over the region, while other regions will have some of the precipitation happening. So that is uh, one of the major reasons that we don't have the uh, rainfall to wash out the air pollutant, and that would make the concentration accumulated in the air mm. for a this period. Another thing important is if we look at to the PM 2.5 concentration in different hour, we always find the PM 2.5 value is particularly higher during nighttime from, for example, 10 p.m. to maybe 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning, which is uh, related to our boundary layer. Boundary layer, you, you can imagine uh, just uh, like a cap kept our pollutant to be accumulated in the lower uh, atmosphere. So that boundary layer would change in daytime and nighttime, a different hour. In the morning, we'll have the cap will be higher, right, in terms of heights. Right. So the pollutant can be mixed in a larger volume. But at nighttime, the boundary layer will be lower, just like the cap become lower near to the ground. So more pollutant will be trapped in the uh, lower atmosphere. So what we we look at the data, uh, we find that the pollutant is higher in the uh, concentration level is higher at the light time because the cap is lower, the budget layer is lower, such that more pollutant trapped in the lower atmosphere. But when sun rises, then the uh, budget layer develops to be higher in height, such that pollutant can be mixed in the high level. So you can see in the photo people talk in uh, during the episode, the air is very uh, like gray in color, very blur because the pollutant is uh, accumulated in the atmosphere in upper level. How will this impact pollution levels there? Mm. As I mentioned, the El Nino and uh, positive Indian Ocean dipole would uh, provide the uh, background strong, drier and warmer conditions which would enhance or favor to the pollutant accumulator mm-hmm. and also the transplanted pollution if the wind direction is favorable. And then that would happen. And then now, uh, according to the model's prediction, we see that kind of the uh, phenomena are developing even stronger and stronger until like uh, December or mm. early of next year, like Ju- uh, January, for example. So we will expect the warmer and drier conditions, uh, the larger scale uh, conditions will, will be developing in our region here. And uh, given that Singapore is considerably near to Indonesia, how concerned should we be? Especially since we're also seeing a good number of hotspots in Indonesia in, in the last few weeks. Mm. One point important is for the transplanted pollution happen in our region here are uh, more associated with the fire emissions because for the uh, emissions from uh, different cities, they typically emit near to the ground level. That would not be easier to be transported to a far in terms of distance. 
However, for the fire emissions are different because once fire happens, they would uh, rise to a certain level, and then the uh, stronger wind in the upper level can transport the uh, pollutant to the farther mm-hmm. distance. So fire emissions are more uh, the concern than the uh, other emission sources that we in different cities. So given to the drier conditions and warmer conditions that we are uh, expected in our region, fire emissions are more important uh, mm. concern that we should monitor closely. Okay, we've got record heat, record flooding. How much more severe should we expect extreme weather events to get as the cold weather season end of the year approaches? Mm. So as I mentioned, that uh, model, uh, the current model predictions are uh, showing that the uh, El Nino and positive Indian Ocean Dipole are developing even stronger. And these phenomena are typically more obvious during August mm. to early of uh, the next year and usually uh, continue for two years. So as you can see in the cold uh, winter, that, for example, like in uh, November and December, that phenomena, the drier and warmer conditions become uh, more stronger than now. And then we will expect the more extreme uh, weather events may happen. But after uh, early of next year, the situation may be, uh, to a certain extent, be less. And then that kind of phenomenon may happen starting from August of next year. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is what we, we, we see in the models right now. Okay, so while the rising El Nino this year will eventually cycle back to its cool phase, will it be enough to ease off some of the heat that we're feeling right now? Yeah, I would expect that uh, the situation uh, after March of this year will be reduced to a certain extent. And according to the historical record of El Nino, mm-hmm. that typically happened uh, for a uh, continuously for two years. So we expect starting from the August uh, next year, the warmer conditions will become uh, like stronger again. Okay, thank you so much for your time today, Prof. Thank you. We've been speaking with Associate Professor Steve Yim from the Asian School of the Environment and Lee Kong Chin School of Medicine, NTU Singapore. Prof Yim is also Principal Investigator at the Earth Observatory of Singapore. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.